the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, hello there, Dennis Prager and Julie Hartman. Dennis and Julie. What number is this? you have any idea? I was thinking that. I think it's 71. Is that right? By the way, does that not, in a nutshell, it's 70. Does that not, in a nutshell, show you the speed of life? I know. We're, we're, That's scary. We're approaching your age in, in episodes. Yes. That's weird. That is truly <laughs> weird. She doesn't normally come out with weird. Uh, you don't think wait, that it, way? Not only was weird, it was a non sequitur. It's that's a total fine. sequitur. Because the number, but yes, but weeks and years have nothing to do with one another. Well, when we hit 23, I thought, oh, well, or the podcast is my age in weeks that I am in years. So you don't think about that? Yet. I'll tell you what I'm thinking about, as always, because <laughs> you know I have a certain preoccupation with finding you the right man. Really? You do? Yes, I do. I've never noticed. Well, okay, and the so viewers have never noticed either. I know that. But on a very serious note, I was thinking, and this will, this will fascinate you, I believe. When I was your age, I, I was absolutely preoccupied with finding a girlfriend. I really, really wanted one. I found a lot of women, but I didn't find really a girlfriend. And it's, it, I know why. It, I'm not, I'm not quote unquote normal. <laughs> and I wasn't then. You're not either. And it's one of the reasons we so relate to each other. But that's not the point I want to make. The point I want to make is this, I think. I think I was normal in this way, and I think things have changed radically. My view about finding a girlfriend, or or about, if you will, wooing a woman, was A, that I had to woo a woman, which is the tradition until very recently. Men thought, how do I get a woman? And I thought about that a lot. And I wanted to impress a girl that was very, not not fake impress, but impress Mm -hmm. through achievement, through personality, through the way I spoke, carried myself, things I did. So here is is a, a thing you never heard me say, and it'll sound... So, I suspect, foreign to your ears, unfortunately. And I don't think that I was unique at all in this way. I think this was the way it was, especially 
for my parents, their parents, their parents, their men thought that they had to earn a woman. That is the word. No one uses the word. No one used it then either. But that's what it was. A guy, like you earn an income by doing X work excellently, the thought guys had was, what do I do to earn a woman? To say that that doesn't exist today is like saying that the horse and buggy don't exist today. So I just want your reaction to to hearing that. I don't think you've ever heard that, that verb applied here. And B, is it non-existent? Can I ask you a few questions first? Yeah, or course. would you like me to react first? Yes. So when you were younger, do you think that this was just a Dennis Prager thing, that you wanted to earn a woman's... Uh, admiration or do you think that other people other guys thought this way too I think other guys thought this way too when do you think it changed it changed when the horrific idiocy that men and women are basically the same started to be believed so it started to change already in my generation because that's what we were told at college men and women are basically the same well then, if they're basically the same, she has to earn me as much as I have to earn her, or neither of us has to earn the other. I mean, I agree. I when I was on your show that summer, uh, two two or three summers ago, when I was on every Wednesday, we did a male female hour together, and I talked about hookup culture in college, and I said men and women are equal, but men and women are not the same. And there's a feminist mantra today that women want sex and. Uh, want to be as promiscuous as much as men. And that's not true. But we women believe it and we act on it and no wonder we're unhappy right. and no wonder we, there are yeah. fewer couples. That's right. I've been thinking, so you asked if I agree. I mean, of course I agree. I, I see it all the time in my own life, in my friends' lives. People don't even think about the fact that you have to earn a woman. But it's also just in society in general, people don't think about what they may have to do for others, they, they don't think beyond themselves. For instance, I was telling you before the show, we're taping this episode uh, right after the 4th of July, so it was 4th of July a few days ago. Few people think they have to put up a flag on, 4th, on the 4th of July. Few people think, I should show up for my country today. I should go to a parade and clap at every float and, and show up and have other people see that this country is is important and worth respecting. We don't think in those terms anymore. What do I need to do for other people or something beyond myself? It's beyond male and female. And the final thing I'll say is that I actually blame to an extent women more for this problem than men. It's not that I don't blame men. Men should have enough respect and enough wisdom to uh, practice restraint and also be respectful and earn a woman's admiration but women are the gatekeepers of relationships and specifically of physical intimacy i think that's completely pretty correct. fair to say right men are pretty much almost always down if you will <laughs> whereas women are not mm-hmm. and so we're the gatekeepers and we now put up with our standards have so We've lowered our standards so much that we put up with this bad behavior, we legitimize it and encourage it, 
And so if women held men to higher standards, then men would behave better. There's so much about this I want to to raise. So you, interestingly, without realizing it, said, said something I didn't say. Okay. And you are right. That women are the gatekeepers? No, no, no. Oh, that, that, that. That wasn't relevant to what I was talking about. I was talking about earn a woman. Oh, okay. But you added the key word, admiration. So people are uncomfortable saying you earn love. I'm not, but leave that aside. Your, your, Your noun is accurate. I wanted, and men wanted to earn a woman's admiration. In fact, I have put it after, it took me a lifetime to figure what this one sentence out. What do men want? What do women want? Because they're different. They're not identical. Men want to be admired by the woman they love and women want to admire the man they love. I have heard you say that, and I love it. It it goes back to what you wrote in, in Genesis, I think in chapter three or four, when God is prescribing the consequences, as you say, not the punishments, but the consequences of Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit. And one of them is that Adam will be dominant over Eve. And of course, people use that line to go, the Bible's misogynistic. Right. And, you know, and you have a brilliant, brilliant um, essay about that word dominant. And what you said is, God already said at the beginning, literally in chapter one of, or chapter two of Genesis, that men and women are equal. I will make him a helper that is his equals, the exact quote. See, I read your book. You I pay attention. Do. I love it. And, but you say the word dominant, God didn't mean as he will rule over you and he will be a tyrant. Yes, he will be a tyrant. Right. He will treat you less than. It means that God is describing the, the reality that women actually want women i want my husband to be taller than i i want my husband to be smarter i want my husband to make more money i want believe it or not i would want him in some ways to be more popular i isn't that interesting i don't feel that about it i'm I'm happy for other successes i don't try to tear other people down i'm not a jealous person if someone else is successful at something i i admire them and i use that as an opportunity to learn but i don't actively hope that other people are better at me than things except for the person the man that i'm with isn't that interesting and that in that line in the bible describes that reality i want to emphasize that what you folks just heard is not coming from exactly a barefoot and pregnant kitchen dweller (laughs) wait a minute can we pause for a minute this is coming from a Harvard, highly successful, highly bright, highly independent woman. And she is acknowledging what she wants in a man. So why barefoot? Because they say barefoot and pregnant. You never heard I've that never phrase? I've never heard that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. No, that's not about. dated. That really? is still used. Yeah. We'll that's quickly. Yeah, sure. Barefoot and pregnant. By the way, look at the speed with which you... Type, type, type that in. Barefoot. The speed of the, the thumbs on the next generation. Yes, you and my parents go. No, no, it's not true. 
but my thumb is too big to do that. Okay, barefoot and, uh, yeah. and pregnant is a figure of speech most commonly associated with the idea that women should not work outside the home mm-hmm. and should have many children during their reproductive years. Huh. What was the other one you used in a D&J? Um, a monk, I'll be a monkey's uncle or something? Yeah, you never heard that? No. Yeah, well, that is, that is old-fashioned, but, but barefoot and pregnant is, is common. Anyway, I, I'm, all I'm saying is people should understand this is innate in women. They want to admire what I said. They want to admire the man they love. Men want to be admired by the woman they love. It is not exactly the same thing, but it's completely reciprocal. And I believe it's divinely uh, divinely made. Men and women are exceedingly complex jigsaw puzzle pieces. When it works, it's awesome, but it doesn't work often it that's the, the fact of life but that's the way they fit together when 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 all works out so back to this this issue of i i wanted a woman's admiration mm-hmm. i i intuited that that would be enough if if a woman admires a man, it generally leads to love. I mean, unless there's some, you know, physical problem or or some something uncontrollable, that's that's sufficient. But that that's what I wanted. Men don't want that now, and and women would not even admit that they want to admire the man. That's your point. Yes. See, I think that's the problem. Again, I. I don't want to absolve men of responsibility here, but we women are kind of the customers and we're putting up with the store, putting out some really bad products. Perfect. And we continue to buy the products. That's right. If we didn't buy the products, they wouldn't be Right. You're not gatekeeping. And on the sexual issue, you're not only not the gatekeeper, there isn't even a gate. What do you mean by that? (laughs) He just walks right in. Right. Let's have sex, baby. Yeah. Well, it's honest that that's true. Men, men so, are so always seeking you, that. You can't guard what doesn't exist, the, right? Again, I mean, the the transformation is so dramatic. So when I was at Columbia, uh, the seventies, there there were men's dorms and women's dorms, mm-hmm. and you you had if you were a man entering the women's dorm, there were certain hours you couldn't be. Enter. You had. To, she had to come back by a certain time. Uh, you had to sign in, and it sounds so primitive today, but people were happier. Men and women loved each other much more. They got along much better. Women were not as suicidal. Were not as on men as many psychiatric drugs as they are today. Mm-hmm. Which which go on? No, I was just. I was going to say it's because now. We women, and not just we women, we as human beings, don't understand what we're made of, if if that makes sense. And I don't mean that in the corny, like, we don't understand what we're made of, we're so great. I mean, like, we don't understand the material with which we're made. Like, I am, I am a woman. I was born with feminine proclivities. The more that I understand those feminine proclivities, as you say, the jigsaw pieces kind of come together. I, I understand why I admire a man more if he makes more money or if he's smart. I, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm saying it very well, but you have to understand 
what comes with your sex. Does that make sense? And the more that you understand it, the happier you are well, the, the, because the it just makes more sense. Denial that anything comes with it. And, and, and the reason why I added on human beings, we don't understand anymore in the United States that we're fundamentally flawed. That used to be just a fact of life that human beings are fundamentally flawed and we need moral instruction to set us straight. We don't get that anymore. And I think it leaves people, interestingly, with a sense of internal turmoil because they don't know themselves. They don't know their nature. You have to know your nature in order to be happy and healthy. There are two natures. It's so important what you said, I, but I, I want people to understand how complex it is. We have All of us have two natures, human nature, which is universal, and our own nature, which is unique to us. Mm-hmm. And they both have to be battled. Mm-hmm. And you have to know both. There is no knowledge of human nature today because it's dismissed. Anyone who thinks people are basically good clearly is an idiot in that regard. They may be a genius in other ways. But right. in one of the most important things in life, they're, they're truly fools. And, and they're fooling themselves and others. That means they don't know the human being. They may know themselves in, in, in other arenas. I have an, another matter on this very issue. I just read this week in doing the constant research for the radio show, which is terrific because I am, I, this is a a great example, by the way, of fighting your nature. Almost everything I've accomplished, I have forced myself to accomplish. (laughs) You say this and I know it to be true, but I know it doesn't see that. I know you don't let write it down as something we have to come to Okay, because I will, I'll just give you the example that I was thinking of. I read as much as I do about current events because I have a radio show. Yeah, I feel the same way. I wouldn't do it otherwise. Yes, exactly. So uh, the following fact that I just read, and it's a fact, it's not not an opinion poll, it's a fact, The, the, the largest percentage of Americans in American history are not married, have no, excuse me, worse, have never been married and, and are 40. The number of 40-year-olds who have never been married is the greatest percentage in American history. 20, That's so depressing. Totally. Oh, God. 25%. You know what it was in 1980, I think? 8%. Boy, that's been quick. The, the really speed rapid. of the deterioration is is unbelievable. It's 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 like watching a miracle unfold, a bad miracle. Mm. So, I have a. I mean, I, I talk with you about this all the time on the air, but I want to voice it here because I think a lot of listeners will have children who may understand and listeners they themselves understand. We have a lot of young listeners, which makes me very happy. We just got a letter from one of them, which is very sweet. Anyway. Which one are you talking about? Which letter or which listener? Or Stephanie. Do I know? Stephanie. Who is where? She's in Florida. Okay. Shout out to oh, Stephanie. Okay. Hi, Stephanie. Yes, she's entering college. She's going, uh, well, I don't know if I should say on the air where she's going, but she's going to a great conservative college, and we're very proud of her. Anyway, I feel stuck because I'm a traditional woman. I would like a man to earn my respect and my admiration. I am not down 
to hook up on the first date. And it's it's difficult for me because I go against so much of the existing culture. And so and I've talked with friends about this because there are a lot of women who are traditional, but they feel like they have to go along with this culture. Okay, All right. Go on, because I want to ask you about that. Sure. So it's a similar predicament that I have. I've talked about this on the show, too, where everyone is telling me to get a TikTok because you just get so many views and followers on TikTok and it would increase awareness of Dennis and Julie and, and Timeless. And I just I really, really don't think that I should because, A, I talk about the evil effects of social media. I, I'm always advocating for people to spend less time on it, so I'd feel a bit hypocritical adding on another social media site that I have my that I present my content. And B, more importantly, China is the biggest threat to the United States. One of the ways that they spy on us is through TikTok. I can't, in good faith, talk about the threat posed by China and then use the app that they're using to undermine us. Anyway, I will I will show you the parallel with dating. You're probably thinking... TikTok dating, how's this going to go together? Sometimes I think, should I just play the game, if you will, with TikTok? Get it, get followers, get eyeballs on the show, and then get rid of TikTok, i.e. succumb to the culture to get the good outcome that I want. I think that with TikTok, and I also think that with dating. Should I just hook up with the guy on the first date? Because that's the, I mean, I'm not talking about sex. Oh, no. Well, hook up means sex. Oh, well, people my age use it to refer to a range of things. I should be more specific. They do? Yes. Like if you make out with a guy, that's hooking up. Okay, so, okay, I understand. So anything not necessarily intercourse. Yes. Okay, but it's it's some sexual act. Okay, so that's, I understand, I understand your parallel. Okay, so, yeah, okay, we'll talk about, I'm curious about the TikTok thing, but this is the, the issue that we're talking about. So let me tell you as a man, but I don't think one has to be a man, but I have more credibility perhaps in telling you this than if a woman told you this. A guy who, and I've had this because I've had people call them male, female hour, and, and you know they open up to me a lot. A guy who says... If we don't, uh, if we don't hook up, whatever that will mean in, in it, then uh, you know, uh, bye bye. It is like saying to you, uh, "I am not worthy of you." In other words, it should be a given to any woman that a man who says that should be said bye bye to. I don't understand. Well, I, I drop the words I don't understand. I, I think I do. But it is remarkable, worthy of remarking, literally, that a woman would fall for that. Well, let me interject, if you don't mind. I have never encountered a man who says that to me. Men don't say, I mean, unless you're a real... Blankety oh, I, blank. I think they say it a lot. Really? Oh, oh, there's no doubt in wow. my mind. Oh, I've yes. never, thank God I've well, never had that. Well, you, you, okay. So I have a theory as to why you don't have that many dates with one guy. You've said goodbye before they get a chance. I do. I do. I do say goodbye pretty quickly. <laughs> hey, but you know what? It's warranted. I don't want people yes, to think I'm like no, this hard you are not. You are not. Just, you know, I, I, if there's a freckle correct. on your forehead, I'm going to say no. no, no that's that, not what it is. That is not what it is at all. 
it, it is not. I mean, look, the number of, of you're, you're a terrific woman, the number of terrific men is not high. The number of terrific women is not high. I mean, it's just that's that's the, the nature of the game. Right. But but yes, they do say it a lot. Oh women, God, women... I would slap the guy across the okay, face fine. if he said that to me. Well, all right, uh, agreed. But never. But you did ask the question: Is it not worth doing it just to keep the guy? I was. I what I was trying to say by that not so eloquent stumbling comment is that I was trying to reveal or indicate that I'm not this uh, abstain until marriage kind right. of person with any kind of physical touch. Right. Oh. Uh, and I agree with you. By the way, it's not for now, but one time we should discuss what my belief was when I was single. I know what it which was, and was, I admire it. I, I thought intercourse was special and, and should be saved. I, I, I didn't fully live by it, but I almost fully lived by it. And I had a very active life with women, uh, for better or for worse, but I did. By the way, since we are, since I already broke the subject, we're so honest. Yes, I just I, want to pause for a minute, if you don't mind, and say that sometimes it's uncomfortable, at least for me. Probably not for you because you've been doing it for so long, being this honest. But I really hope we need public figures who are talking about this openly. I have put myself out there as sort of a sacrificial <laughs> lamb because of. My desire to help people. That's what but I want you, to do for you women. You can't help people if you're not honest. Yes. And that, that's, 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 I'm exactly telling you my thought correct. process because part yes. of me is like, why am I talking well, about that, this so that openly? Is the, that is the reason. But someone, someone with good values So has I to. just want to say, uh, in light of my own experience, I didn't marry till 32. So it was a long, a long trek. Uh, and, and by the way, very, in, in a non-deep way, a pleasurable one. I, I'm not going to deny it. Okay. But my attitude that I just described to you, women would would acknowledge, and it was obvious to me, that they so appreciated my attitude on that matter. Oh my gosh, I was having a conversation with a guy about this recently. If you want to win a woman over, totally. have my attitude. Totally, that's what I was telling him. Right. What well, I see you as much more than uh, a an intercourse provider. Yes. I mean, look, that, it's just so sad. It really is. It disgusts me and makes me sad beyond belief, the way that intercourse is so um, superfluously Ca- regarded now. I, 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 it, it's, it, it's cavalier. It's, re- it's really gross, and I think it's so disrespectful to women it really i think violates the dignity and honor well of feminism is the what sent a hundred percent and so many women capitulate. I, I, I remember saying i can't believe it men have wanted women to say that for the last ten thousand years and my generation when i'm single and young the women are saying this. That, I couldn't believe it. Well, you're. I honest. I really appreciate your honesty in saying that. Because, I said it then. Yes, I, I hear stunned. men saying this, and I and I really appreciate when they do because women only. It's only women that seem to not see that are that they're fooling femi- themselves. That they're fooling themselves. We are giving men exactly what they want by That's this right. crazy feminism. Right. And Every, then, everything and, is then so, wonder why they don't commit. Yes, everything is so. I mean, we've talked about this on the show. You reverse br- today. The proof. The, you know what this proves, and this is this is revelatory. It has been revelatory to me. 
You can talk people into anything. That is what I didn't realize. As powerful as human nature is, you know the culture, the nature-culture battle, which is more Mm -hmm. powerful? Mm -hmm. Culture is more powerful. It would appear so. You can, if you can talk women into believing that they have the same exact view of sex as men do, then you can talk people. Well, they are. They're talking people into. If you say you're you're a man and you're a woman, you're a man. You you can talk people. Men give birth is as absurd as women have the same sex drive as men do. Yes. So, you know I love Jane Eyre. Shocker to everyone who listens to me. It's the book I've been reading. You know that... So, Jane is in love with this guy, Mr. Rochester, who's the person that she works for. Mr. Rochester is in love with her. Do you know the first time they kiss is when they get engaged? Yeah, I That's the first it. time they kiss. I, I believe it. And I I mean, look, I... I wouldn't, and you know how, I wouldn't take that course of action. No, in my own I life. wouldn't either. Right, but but you know how exciting that must have been. Yes, and it's so. And you know what? It was so sweet. Anne and I talk about this. My dear friend, who I talk about Jane Eyre and all books with. Um, it, they just they they loved each other for each other. That that's what they established in getting. That's all they knew. They didn't know each other physically. They just they. I say just as if it's a minor thing. I I mean, they knew each other's minds. They knew each other's souls. They they really admired and loved each other and then the physical component came it is totally the opposite now i have friends actually who are in i have only a few friends who are in committed relationships uh but if i think about those couples they all started up out hooking up and then they realized oh you're kind of great we should date it didn't start with oh you're kind of great we should date and then hook up the physical preceded the emotional and so that's that's the predicament that women have now because we're in this culture where you, you hook up for a few months and then they make it exclusive. Someone like me, it narrows the pool down by a, a large percentage. Let's put it that way. Well, I just go back to my point that the ability of people to fool themselves if society says fool yourself it is and, and and here's the 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 kicker not only can you brainwash people into believing anything even if it's the opposite of their nature mm-hmm. the the brighter they are the more easily brainwashed they are i i suspect that more women at harvard your alma mater think that men and women are the same than at Boise State. You're right. I know a lot of people who are utterly brilliant and that they know a lot of facts and they have... A fine brain. A fine brain. I mean, immensely impressive academic proclivities and they're so dumb. So dumb. (laughs) When it comes to life. Well, that's... No wisdom. Yes, I've said from the outset of my career... I believe my grandmother, who never went to school, I forget, didn't graduate college. She never, I don't think she went to school. If she did, it was only as a child. I believe she knew men better than mm-hmm. the average sociology or psychology major at Harvard. Yeah, I would, I would believe Female. it. Female. I would believe it. 
Gold dealers are a dime a dozen. They're everywhere. What sets these companies apart and who can you really trust? This is Julie Hartman for AmFedCoin and Bullion, Dennis's choice for buying precious metals. When you buy precious metals, it's imperative that you buy from a trustworthy and transparent dealer that protects your best interests. So many companies use gimmicks to take advantage of inexperienced gold and silver buyers. Be cautious of brokers offering free gold and silver or brokers that want to sell you overpriced collectible coins, claiming that they appreciate more than gold and silver. What about hidden commissions and huge markups? Nick Rovich and his team at AmFed have always had Dennis's back. Nick's been in the industry for over 42 years, and he's established a reputation built on trust, transparency, and fair pricing. If you're interested in buying or selling, call Dennis's friend Nick and his team at AmFedCoin in Bullion. 1-800-221-7694. AmericanFederal.com. AmericanFederal.com. So this is a little bit of a non sequitur. What did you say? Oh, you said that my... (laughs) saying that we're approaching your age in Dennis and Julie episodes as a non sequitur. This is a this is a sort of non sequitur. Um, what do you think about women taking men's last names when they marry? I'm a big fan of it. Why? Well, that was part of... I'll, I'll give you a few reasons. They're not in order of importance necessarily, but as they come to my mind. But that is related to... I... I have earned your bonding to me so much so that you you have taken my last name. Look, it is impractical. The hyphenation thing is just not practical. What are your children going to do if they marry someone hyphenated or even non-hyphenated? Let's say I'm I'm Jones O'Neill. Okay, uh, um, 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 Madison is not. Is that a modern girl's name? Mad, um, Maddie. Yeah. All right, Maddie Jones O'Neill. I marry uh, Bill Burkhart. So we we hyphenate that. So I am now. So my kids or me, I'm now Maddie Burkhart Jones O'Neill. Right or Jones and O'Neill Burkhart. Okay, whatever it is. It, it, so it, it, it's it, beyond one generation. It's completely uh, almost absurd. It's it's un, it's unwieldy. Then there is uh, okay. That's one thing. Two. I I believe in patriarchy in the best sense of the word. I think it's that's going to go viral. I'm sure it will. I believe in masculinity in the best sense of the word. Patriarchy worked. So how would you define it, it, quote, in the best sense of the word? Where there is pro forma a belief that the man is the head of the house. Mm, I see. And taking his name is a way of publicly affirming that. Everybody who is married, in fact, you don't have to be married. Anybody who's grown up with a married mother and father knows, to a very large extent, the woman runs the house. <laughs> Let's be honest, okay? Yes, that is true. Uh, but it's good for the woman, it is good for the children, it is good for the man to, on some formal level, state 
he's the head of the house. It's de jure, not de facto. De facto, she may well be. I mean, you know my wife. If my wife is not the strongest person I've ever met, then, then I don't know who is. She took my last name, and she loves the fact that she did. She admits that there could have been some last names that she might have balked at. She would have balked at. Oh, yes. Oh, and I don't blame her. By the right. way, there was some really yes. awful list. I won't say any because some I people know. have I them. Know. You can't help it. But but uh, I lucked out. Prager is a perfectly you know nondescript fine. Name. I love Hartman. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I and I hope you 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 find a guy. Well, I'll ask you. So, do you do you want to take uh, your husband's name? Okay, this is. I'm so glad I brought this up before I answer that. I just want to say, the way that you positioned it is different from any way I've ever heard it. You said that it signifies that the man has has earned right. your respect. Yes, I love that. I think that yes, that that's so that's so true, and right. that makes it that makes it. Um, a bestowal of respect upon the woman that's instead of the, a sacrifice the, by the woman, and that's the way that that's the way that feminists. Oh my gosh, it's so patriarchal, not in the best sense of the term, in the worst right. sense of the term. For them, there's no best sense of, of the term. Correct. But oh, it's it's so awful. You know, women are have to go through all this, and I love the way that you said it because that's the way it was originally understood. It's mm-hmm. that the man has earned the woman's respect, and also it's sort of like a. Um, gives an air of protection like That's you right. are mine i am yours this is our family this is our this is our bond and the, we want to make it public to the world also that this is our bond. Wh- what what last name will the kids have Ooh, some hyphenated name again no i mean logistically it it's very often what happens is the 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 mother doesn't have the same last name as her children all for the sake of a feminist statement so this brings me to the question that you asked will i take my husband's name i have to say i'm a traditional woman i don't know if i will two reasons okay a i like julie hartman i think it has a good ring to it i've always really liked my name number two professionally especially because i intend to have a public professional career i think it's better to keep my name but i also see myself I find the right person and you know obviously I want to start a family I could see myself doing it but I may not right I and I I don't judge you on on either grounds I think with the right guy you would and by the way look you're most people are not public figures presumably you will be or continue to be or already are and it's under it's understood that that's the name you're known by. On, on the other hand, so I'm curious: Did Megan Kelly was she always Megan Kelly, or was she married to a Kelly? No, she's not married to a Kelly. Uh huh. Okay. So, but I wouldn't be surprised if she gets mail to Mrs. and whatever her X. husband's last yeah. name is. So you can do both. In your your personal life, you're his last name, and in your professional life, you're that name. So what is it – does it feel really good as a man to have yes. your wife? I it can does, imagine. Yes, that is correct. 
And it does. feels really good as a woman. Yeah. I well, can speculate. Well, no, well, that's my theory that they're, they're really... Yes. It, yes. it feels like you're protected. You're... Yeah. You're... It, soli- it solidifies the, the union. Well, so this will... Uh, since you said, oh, wait till they, you know... That's going to go viral? Yeah, that's right. So this will really go viral. I, I realized a long time ago what the left most hates are uncomfortable truths because they're all children. Every leftist is a child. Not every liberal, not every conservative, but every leftist is a child. And children want to live in a fantasy world. So they rebel against anything that's uncomfortable. So here's an uncomfortable truth. In marriage, there is a... A bunch of trade-offs that each sex makes. So let's say she's made the trade-off. I'll take your last name. So here's a trade-off that a man makes. Men give up their sexual nature by staying monogamous. That's just a fact. That's that's a fact that the left denies because of their childish nature. It's an unpleasant truth. Everyone knew this all of history. But we live in the age of denial of truths. And f- for most women, for let's put it this way, for any woman happily married, and I don't mean giddily married, just contentedly married, monogamy is not a major challenge. Mm-hmm. No matter how happy a man is, monogamy is a challenge. Because that's not his nature. His nature is polygamous. And uh, gay men are the proof. Uh, Avi, uh, um, what is Ami Horowitz, the great filmmaker. You, you know Ami. So he just told me his next film, and PragerU puts it out, among others, is uh, he asked, he was at a gay pride uh, uh, parade. Event, yeah. yeah. So he asked gay men, how many sexual partners have you had? And he asked gay women, how many sexual partners have you had? Gay men were, the minimum was in the hundreds, many in the thousands. The, The average lesbian was under 10. Well under 10, but certainly under 10 which is comports with every study I ever read about the issue. If you want to know male sexual nature, go to the gay community because the all the misogyny nonsense and all these other things or culture, they, it all falls by the way. Male, gay males generally can act out their nature. Because they're pursuing men, not women. Women control male sexual nature. So men in getting married make a sexual sacrifice to be monogamous. By the way, it's a sacrifice well worth making, in my opinion. And I, I, I am I am faithful. It is it is a non issue, but I am a male and I, I know men. So There is a contract, as it were. I give that up 
and you give certain things up too. That that's how that's how a family is made. That is how a marriage is made. Not I do whatever I want and you do whatever you want. It it, it just can't work then. That's that's with every relationship. I mean, the most prominent right. example is husband wife, but that's with parent child, friend and friend, boss and employee. You you always have to make sacrifices for the other or do kind of make to make the relationship work. Oh gosh, what was I going to ask? Bingo, everyone. I wonder how many bingos we've gotten. Oh, you didn't write it down? No. Uh, yeah. For those who don't know she what I'm a talking pen about, and paper. I know. Well, usually you do too because we we sometimes forget. But uh, you should check out the Dennis and Julie Bingo, which is really fun. Uh, there are people who send me, like our listeners, they DM me pictures of them playing it. Do you know what DM means? No. Direct message. Really? Yes. Anyway, back back to how do they send you a direct message on Instagram? Do you know what Instagram? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I, I vaguely know it. I, 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 I wish I didn't know I, it. I, yes. So, okay, I actually, I, I did write it down, um, as it were. I thought that I didn't. What you just said about uncomfortable truths goes back to what I said a few minutes ago when I took a pause and said, look, at least for me, sometimes it's uncomfortable to go to, to these realms. Not not terribly uncomfortable, but a little bit. But I, I feel such a responsibility, especially as a young woman, to talk about these issues openly. Also, I'd like to tell the audience maybe one of the most wise things you've ever said to me, which is which is saying something because you've got a lot of wisdom in you. It was one of the first times that I met you when I was working for you and you were talking about something on the air that was gutsy. I don't remember what it was. Oh, it was vaccines. I remember. You were you, it was during COVID and you were urging people to reconsider their wanting to get a COVID vaccine. And I asked you during a commercial break, I said, how do you filter whether or not you should say something? If it's maybe, you know, sometimes it may just not be worth it to go to the vaccine place, for instance, because of all the crap you're going to get. And you said, I have one rule. Is it true? If the answer is yes, then I say it. I really appreciated that. And I have tried to live by that in, in my professional career and in my own life. Is it true? Then I'll say it. doesn't matter if it's uncomfortable. Also, I want to understand the world that I'm living in. I want to understand the life that I got. As, as I said earlier in the show, you're a happier, healthy, healthier person when you understand your own nature, both your own individual nature and your human nature and your gender's nature. Yes, there are some uncomfortable truths with male-female relations, male sexual nature being one of them. But running away from that makes it worse. Because you live in a fantasy world and you try to refigure reality to me, to make it the reality that you would want. Understand the reality that you're in, accept it, and you'll be happier. That's my big I wish so many young girls, you know, who who try to convince themselves that they are as promiscuous and as sexually inclined than men. They're doing themselves such a disservice. It's uncomfortable that men want sex more. It's uncomfortable. Well, it's not but that... Understand it. Yes. By the way, the, the big difference is not primarily that they want it more. That That is generally true. Yeah. Absolutely. The big difference is they want variety. Right. Which is also extremely uncomfortable. Extremely. 
it's it's and foreign to women because women do not have that. It's a hundred percent very foreign to women. It makes no sense to women. That's why the uh, including conserv- many conservative women don't want to face this truth, which I realized as a result of some comments that I made in yes. uh, an issue. Uh, they, uh, you know, what, I'm not enough for my husband? What kind, of, what kind of nonsense is that? That's not the issue, you're not enough. There's no such thing as enough for a man. It doesn't exist. This is the, the point. Understanding King Solomon had truth. a thousand wives. Okay, Will Chamberlain had thousands of, of sexual partners. The the famous basketball player because he could, right? And, and the, no no woman fantasizes a thousand men. It, it, the idea is preposterous. It's actually repulsive to a woman's nature. Okay, I hope this makes sense. It makes sense in my head, and I hope when it comes out, it's going to make sense. I believe that the truth is good as opposed to evil. And I I hope, take, bear with me a little bit here. And so when you just said, women feel like they're not enough if their men, if their man wants multiple partners. I believe if you understand the truth, you will, you will feel happier again, because the truth is good. It's not that that you're not enough. That is, that's, go on. No, but it's, I I hope I'm making sense. No, no, you are. It's not that you're not enough. Yes, it's not. It's not that you're not enough. It's that the reality is you can be Beyonce, as we saw, and Jay-Z, because he's a man, desires many women. Men married to the most gorgeous women on earth cheat, right? Yes. So, so it's not you now there are occasions where in an infidelity is, is is in part caused by the partner male or female but but it that's not the issue the issue is not that you're not gorgeous or desirable or whatever that's his nature he has to fight it but that is his nature and it is as you put it correctly beautifully foreign it is just foreign i've said all of my life telling women about male sexual nature is like having humans understand orangutans it's true i feel like i can get a lot of people i i I honestly (laughs) i think i could understand kidnappers or thieves better than i could understand men's sexual nature that's correct that is totally foreign you can you can you can know it but you can't understand it there is no analog in the female so I'll give you another example because I want to I want to develop this this statement that I have that truth is good. I'll give you another example. When we talk about race issues, people on the left get really uncomfortable acknowledging the fatherlessness issue that overwhelmingly is in the black community that 55% of those who commit murder are black. They they're uncomfortable acknowledging those issues. And I think it's because they're afraid. I mean, there are a lot of there are a lot of reasons, but I think some people are afraid of acknowledging those issues because they're afraid it's going to descend into like a eugenicist argument that black people are inherently uh, have proclivities to commit crime and uh, run out right. on their families That's more correct. than. But but the thing that that I say to people is no, if we really understand the fatherlessness issue and the crime issue, 
if it leads us to the truth, it will not lead us to eugenicism because the truth is or good. Bigotry. Or bigotry. The truth is not bigoted. The truth is not biased. The truth is good. So that's what I want to tell people who are so afraid of confronting those issues. Ladies and gentlemen. Does this, that make sense? This is why I adore her. Oh, well, I'm so glad. I, I hope it's you. making sense to people because I, I don't know if I'm it saying is, it in the best way. You are. The reason they lied about female nature, they said it. When I would ask men, why are you going along with this lie that women and men have the same natures, including sexual natures, they they actually admitted it. They don't anymore. They admitted it. They would say, because the moment you establish that they have different natures, it will lead to inequality and to forced role-playing. They admitted they lied for the greater good of male-female equality. Mm -hmm. That's right. The leftists believe it's always okay to lie for the greater good of equality or the greater good of, name the greater good, uh, environmental justice. Whatever their, their end is, you're allowed to lie. Yep. And this was the this was the arena where where it started for exactly what you said. You think and I think truth is our best friend. Of course, that, that is exactly right. That's why I so believe in God because I feel like truth is an allegory for God. The truth is is always with us. It is unchanging and it can't go away. If I give you five apples. That will, in every universe, be the same that I gave you five apples. It will never be true that I gave you four. I, I just, I, I love, I love there the truth. There is a the Hebrew truth. saying. Because it's so, it's so consistent. The signature of God is truth. Yes, and, and that's why, again, if you look at like, some people are afraid to acknowledge that men are better than math. If you go down to the truth, or uh, better at math than women, if you go down to the truth, you'll see that the truth is equal. You'll see that it's not bigoted. Men may be better at math and science, but women are far better at writing and and uh, verbal skills. The truth is a good thing. It is equal. And that that is an allegory for God, because God created truth. Nice. Well, I hope so. You oh. know me. I'm going to ask you after this episode, how bad was it? You will. How bad was I, I always say. That's true. You do. I don't think you've ever said that an episode was bad. And I know I, he would tell me. I really believe you would tell me if, if it were bad. Would you? Sean just uh, said in my earphones, he doesn't think women are better at writing. What? Are you joking? Women are far better at writing. Far better. So it is an interesting... They're far no, better no. at verbal so, skills. So here, here is the way it, I think it works in writing. And I write well, so I'm not, I'm not using me as an example. Far more women write well than men. But men are as likely to be the best writers as women are. I, well, I think that's true of, of math and science. True... Uh, but with the inverse. No, I don't think it's true because women are not more likely to be the best in really? math and science. I think I think they are. Really? Oh, I mean in math and science? Yeah. Hmm. 
Well, there are very few Nobel Prize laureates in math and science among women. Well, I think fewer women pursue it. But if right, right. So I then, think an so individual woman is as likely as an individual man. Oh, that's okay. No, no. Oh, I see. Okay, so that well, that remains to be seen. I don't know if that's true. But in the writing, far more women write well than men do. But among the best That's writers, right, it is it it is it is it is an interesting question. Among the best writers, and women have been writing now for for decades, as or published at least as much as men. I don't know the I don't know because uh, with regard to fiction, I assume we're thinking fiction here, right? With, uh, sure, let's go with fiction. So, I, I'm okay. thinking anything. So, first of all, women read novels probably ten times more than men do. It's just it's just the way it is because women love stories, and men love data. That's why men they, men memorize batting averages. <laughs> you know, it's true. Yeah, I know it, many it, who do. Who. Memorize. I know many men who who, who memorize those. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's amazing. Well, it comes naturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what's so and so batting this year? Oh, oh, two sixty eight. Oh, okay. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with My Pillows launching the My Pillow two When Mike invented My Pillow, it did almost everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly twenty years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The My Pillow two has the patented adjustable fill of the original My Pillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, the smoothest, and the coolest pillow you may ever own. For our listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with the promo code HARTMAN. MyPillow 2.0's temperature-regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Enter the promo code HARTMAN or call one 800 566 45 to get your my pillow 2.0s now by the way it's inter- the, the whole thing is interesting because take chefs far more women cook than men but the best chefs are men is that true yeah hmm. i didn't know that yes that, that oh that i do know and I, i'm not into to cuisine but i happen to, I happen to know that isn't that interesting how, how, where where are you getting it from? Just you look. That's a classic. Just look it up. Hmm. In, in fact, I'm not even I'm not even aware of Google right now uh, the ten greatest chefs in the world. See what comes up. How many? Of I'll the do first, it fast. Yes, you will. How many of the first names will be female? Wait, what was the question? How many? No. The, oh, top ten. The, the top oh, yeah. ten chefs in the world. By the way, how do you spell chefs? C H E F. Good. By the way, I, I, I won a spelling bee when I was a kid. I know. Uh, isosceles. I saw And I couldn't. I couldn't spell it correctly. And now I. Now I remember it because it so pissed me off that I couldn't. That's funny. All right. Who is the best chef? This is well. There are so many different sources. Oh, it now. doesn't matter. It, it's irrelevant. Oh. Uh, so uh, see what. Just see what comes up. Okay. Top Michelin star chefs yeah, in good. 2023. Okay. Yeah. It's loading. That, that's a good Michelin would be a good uh, a good guide, I assume. Okay. The first is a man. Second is a man. Third is a man. 
Maybe the truth isn't equal. Fourth is a man. <laughs> <laughs> so why do I feel vindicated? How do you know that, Dennis? <laughs> okay, Google it. <laughs> Fifth is a woman. Okay. Let's go Anne Sophie. Yeah. All right. We love you, Anne Sophie. We do. Number six is Gordon Ramsay. Right. I've heard of him. Yeah. Man. Right. Seven is a man. Right. Eight is a man. Okay, fine. So one out of eight, probably. Nine is a man. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a precious moment. Ten is a man. You know why? For her reaction. That's that why sucks. This, that's why this is precious. Okay, I retract that the truth is equal. <laughs> Damn you, truth. Gosh, there was only one female. That's crazy. Right. No, but why it's so interesting is far more women cook. Yes, that's right. That's why it's so interesting. By the way, oh, it, it, it will remain, I believe it will remain true in composing music. Mm. There, are, there were so many women composers today, but a hundred years from now, you will still have the greatest composers are overwhelmingly male. It's just the way the brains are made. That's all. So what are women better at than men? Finding flaws in men. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. That was dedicated to your dad. Yes, that's true. For those who are unaware. Tell people the yes, story. Yes. It's precious. So <laughs> all the great stories harken back to the first few days I was working for you because I was so you know aware of everything you did, wanting to learn. I was at your house and... We were looking at some of your language books. My favorite thing to this day is to go to your house and look at your library. It's so fun. We were looking at some of your language books. And you turned to me and you go, you know, wife is Sanskrit for flaw finder. She who finds flaws yes. in her. In because her, Dennis is always going right. the Hebrew root of blah right, means right, right, this. Right. So I'm like, okay. oh my God. And I said it with this a straight is, face. You said it with totally yeah. straight face. I'm like, right. oh my gosh, I'm going to go home and tell my parents. So I go home at the dinner table. How's, how's your time working with Dennis? What did you learn? I'm like, oh, he's such a, he, he you know loves all these languages. He speaks all these languages. He knows so much. Did you know that wife is Sanskrit for flaw finder? And my dad just starts cracking up. And then I realized I had been played. Right, but I didn't say it to play you. I say it... Uh, you probably I, thought it was clear that you were joking. That's right. I had no idea. Yes, that's exactly right. But uh, every man knows how accurate it is. I would say women are far better at details and remembering right. things. They're far more detailed. Yes. I would say women are more organized than men. And Well, it, it may sound trivial, uh, but in life, it's, it's certainly not trivial. Uh it's not the same as composing symphonies in some great macro sense, but in, in a, in every man knows women find things far more than men do. I know, I know it sounds, it's not trivial, but if you lose something, that's more important than Beethoven's fifth. I mean, do you, you know my story about I couldn't find my, the, the my tablet, tablet in yeah. my hotel and your room wife found a it thousand from... miles from home? I yes. called up Sue, where's my tablet? She told me exactly where it was. But by the way, it is a very interesting question. I, I don't, I don't want to um, evade it and or avoid it. What are women better at than men? So it is, it is. Well, first of all, I do because we live in a sick society, and I mean sick the whole West. What I'm about to say will sound condescending, but only among people on the left is it condescending. If you have a baby, women wake up 
when a baby cries far sooner than a man will. The, the species is dependent upon her sensitivity, her light sleeping, to hear the problem with a baby. Mm-hmm. And when all is said and done, that's more important than novel writing. But it, 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 in a society that doesn't value anything having to do with home work, it's not valued. But on those matters, there's there's no competition. It's the ultimate irony because the left says that women in the home are disrespected, but they disrespect homework That's by right. devaluing they're speaking, it. They're speak, forgive me. I'm interrupting. And forgive I it. This. They are speaking about themselves just like when whites on the left say all whites are racist. They're speaking about themselves. They're not speaking about me. I know I'm not racist. Mm. Yep. Well, I I have come to see in the past few years how extremely important homework, not homework, school homework. Yes, you know, not school homework. (laughs) You you taught yourself languages instead of doing homework. Home space work, raising a family. I mean, that that is, as I was listening to Andrew Clavin the other day, he said that is the most important job in the world. And I used to think that was a throwaway line. People go, oh, being a mom is the most important job in the world. I'd be like, okay, you're pandering it i think it really is well what's more important what is more important i mean it's it's the right. development of civilization sean said that he looked it up what are women better than men what did they say women are cleaner that's by the way is that true it's an interesting question because i always believe that and i am told that uh it's not all that cleaner in women's rooms than men's rooms you are so wrong Oh, okay. Uh, I always be- no, no. I'm happy to be wrong. I always believed women's restrooms were cleaner. Good, but but uh, men's uh, restrooms are disgusting. I agree with you. That's uh, okay. I'm fine. standing up for my people. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Uh, too many women have said to me, "You don't know because you never go to the ladies' room." Of course, some ladies' rooms are not neat and tidy. But compared, if you okay, took the fine. worst ladies' what room and the worst the men's list? room, what, what else? What was on the list? They live longer. Okay, they're better at living longer. That's because that's because they find all these flaws in men, and it drives them. I to think their grave. I I really think that that reading and writing and what is that left brain? There's right brain. Oh well, yeah, kind of the more, communication issue theoretically. The, yeah. Yes, with communicating, reading, writing, I think women are better, and and men are better at data, math, science. Right. I would be interested to know. Uh, See, on the writing, as I said earlier, far more women write well than men, but the best writers are are not uh, are it are fifty fifty. So it's an interesting question: Is it fifty fifty? I won't talk historically because there was sexism, and far fewer women had right. access to having a professional writing career. But today, I am curious. In the nonfiction arena, and in the fiction arena, what uh, among bestsellers? Bestsellers doesn't mean you wrote well, but it certainly means you're writing in a way that appeals to people. That's mm-hmm. that's why it's a bestseller. So I would be very curious to know how many bestsellers today, how many of the top ten, 
are, are women authors in, and, and men authors. So I have a comment that's probably going to get me in trouble, but uncomfortable truths. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say them. I think that women, when it comes down to the actual writing, are better writers. But I think men, sorry, tend to be clearer thinkers and tend not to let emotion get in the way of their rationality. And I think that in turn maybe sometimes makes them better writers because of the content. Especially in nonfiction. Yes, yes, especially in nonfiction. And you know what's sad too? We won't be able to see if it's really true that women are better writers because now there's such a war on merit and women are being taught to not really get better at the craft but insert woke storylines in their books. You go to the New York Times and growing up my mom used to read the New York Times book review religiously and really relied on it for, for good books and now there's just all these black women or gay people or and there's you know they could have wonderful books but they're being chosen because they're black or they're gay so the great female writers are not being elevated hmm. and they're not and, well, and so we we won't really know the the end of meritocracy is the end of civilization that's what i said on dennis and julie i said it's a war the war on merit is a war on civilization you said that on dennis and julie mm-hmm. Was that last time? Three times ago. That's amazing. That well, because I was, I was proud of that. Well, you were right. That is demonstrable. That's why, the, that's why North America is more successful, has been, than South America. It's been meritoc- mm-hmm. meritocratic, and they have been... Uh, they, they made appointments by family, that is, by blood, and, and by power. Everything now is a war on civilization. I, I think Everything. I said this three times ago. The main distinction in the United States isn't even Democrat or Republican, conservative or liberal. It's civilizational versus non-civilizational values. A war on merit is a war on civilization. A war on the nuclear family is a war on civilization. The war on police and, and prisons is a war on civilization. All that we're seeing... The war on Shakespeare. All, all, literally all of, all of it. There was a guy in... I think it was in Denver, Colorado... I think it was in Denver that was taking a video at he was working at a convenience store this came out a few days ago and he took a video of people shoplifting. He didn't even do anything. And he just took a video and he was fired. He was fired for taking a video and posting on the internet. S- send me that. I will. Uh, that is very And Lulu three Lululemon employees at their Atlanta store um chased uh thieves out of the store and they were fired for chasing thieves out of the store because the CEO said that the company policy is that you can't, you shouldn't interact with thieves because they could get violent and those employees by breaking the policy put other patrons at risk. This is anti-civilizational stuff. Oh, totally. What it is also is profoundly anti-male because your instinct to protect people is now going to be punished mm-hmm. like like the guy in new york the famous case where he put a chokehold on a guy threatening people in the subway yes he, and, daniel and, penny yeah and he, he's arrested uh for homicide how many people are going to be killed because we are being taught to suppress our instincts to, to the left it doesn't matter people 
keep voting for Democratic mayors no matter how much crime is in their city. That's the proof. Why? I, uh, why? Because for most people who vote Democrat, they have been so profoundly brainwashed into the belief that the great threat to society is from the right, that no matter what the facts are, they will continue voting left. That, that, that is the reason, because I know these people, I mean, they're in my extended family, they're people I, I adore uh, in, in, other, in every other way. Uh, I, I know them, I grew up that way. I, I, you know, New York Jewish Democrat. That's, that's redundant, but that's what I was. <laughs> it's funny. It is funny. <laughs> As I always say, in, in New York, on your birth certificate, your party is permanent, your sex is changeable. Oh, God, is that true? It's so sad, but also really funny. Yeah. All right, right. four more things women are better than. He's he's uh, he's obsessed now. He's, uh, okay, go ahead. I'll around. repeat them to you, yeah? Women score higher on IQ tests. Shows, okay, I'll, I'll, uh, before you flex your biceps, I'll comment on it. Next. Don't have any. Women are better at seeing colors. This is really what you call, this is actually, this list is women's, not women's best friend. I mean, well, you know what? I was thinking they're going to take, what's that show that always gets you? The Young, the young Turks, right? Yeah. By the way, the Young Turks and the Ottoman Empire were not Turks. They were mostly non-Turks. Just totally useless. Is that true? Yep. The young Ottomans were Turkish. The young Turks were Jews, Arabs, uh, Greek really? minorities in the empire. All right, what else? Let's wait, go. wait, wait. They're going to take a list. They're going to go, Prager says that women are only good at cleaning, seeing colors, and finding things. I never things. said not only good. I the know, question but that's what is they're going to do. Is best. That's what they're going to do. Okay. Uh, I, by the way, I don't even have a vested interest. I couldn't care less. Of course, If I women know. composed better symphonies, I would still love their exactly. symphonies. Exactly. I don't have an agenda. I know, but they do. Okay, fine. Okay, you have no idea the nonsense. Okay, what's the last one? Women are better at investing than men. Interesting. I don't know if that's true. I, I have no idea because I'm I'm crappy at it. I'm so crappy at it. So Gosh, no... we are really similar. We're we... similar in a lot of ways. I hate dealing with money. How are we not similar? Uh, oh, I'll tell you. Audio equipment? I'm sorry. I don't get it. Yes. Do you know it's funny? Well, no, that, that's irrelevant. But it is interesting. I was. It's funny you should say that because I think about you a lot. It's a, it's, you're a blessing in my life, okay? It's just a fact. And I was thinking, well, there is something we do not share, classical music. I know, but I'm getting into that. You are. By, no, by the way, I, by the way, there's not a, a, an iota of me that, no, that cares. I know you don't. I'm doing it for. I, I think in order to be an informed citizen of the Western world, I ought to listen to and understand classical music. Also, it's beautiful. It's. I'm. I'm getting used to it because I. I grew up so, not uh, listening uh, to really? any. Really, you're 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 mm-hmm. making an effort to like it. Mm-hmm. Well, what is your musical love to begin with? I mean, you may not Billy be as Joel, crazy. I know that. Elton John, Madonna. So, so do you love it or you enjoy it? Classical music? No, no, no. Those three, for example. I love them. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't like Billy Joel? No, I didn't say that. I, I, I mostly love classical music. When you played the Piano Man, 
on my stereo, I was as moved as you were. The Piano Man is beautiful. It's I mean, a gorgeous piece of music. Music today. We could do a whole episode of music today. I don't oh know if we have time. Oh, my God. I regret we raised the issue. You have no idea how much nonsense is being in, coming through my earphones. Oh, from Sean. Okay, <laughs> empathy. Women empathize. That, that, yes, they may that's well the be. They that's may, their that, Achilles that is, heel. That's right. That it's turned out to be a problem. Oh, we empathize with with thirteen year old coming off their breasts. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know. That's true. I yeah. Oh, sorry. I sorry, Sean, to interrupt your tirade. I don't know if we have enough time for this, but we should save it for a subsequent Dennis and Julie episode. I am such a truth lover, as I've said repeatedly. I believe the truth is good, and so when there's something uncomfortable in the truth, I want to understand why God made it that way. And one of those is this male sexual nature. It's uncomfortable. Part of me, but there, there has to be a reason why men have more of a sexual that, drive than women. Right. And yes. I want to understand that. I have an answer for you. Uh, yes. We'll do it next time. Oh, oh. <laughs> the, the fact that you asked it, you have no idea. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just effervescing today in, in this regard. That is exactly how I think. Give me the truth, and then I have to figure out why did God make it that way. That's exactly my mode of, of thinking. But it's, it's Sue's mode of thinking. And again, I know I'm a broken record. You're happier. You're so much That's of a happier right. person. Yes. You think... You don't have to rebel against reality. That must make you unhappy. Yep. That's exactly right. That That is why... I, I beg women to listen to my th my three-part uh, course on male sexual nature. It's at the Prager store, which is with the... I don't even own the Prager store, but that's where it is. It, it's Online. It's, it's owned by my syndicator. But uh, it, it profoundly influenced Sue before we married. And it has been a blessing because she's so rational. If she hears something that makes sense, she just... She she thinks truth is her friend too. Truth is everyone's friend. That's right. That's a good note to end on. It is is really powerful. You know, I think in musical terms, so I'll just say something about this podcast. So ev most every symphony is in four movements, not all, the vast majority, ev almost all concertos are in three movements sonatas are in four movements and so on this podcast was in one movement that's how i think about it which is very rare for a symphony in fact it's almost it's, it's almost unheard of but that we went on really on one topic we allowed variations on a theme but there was one overarching theme and it, it, it look every broadcast is its own symphony that's a nice way to put it. That's a really nice way to put it. And I want to remind the audience, we don't we don't discuss what we're going to talk about on this show beforehand. We just sit and do it. There is zero planning. It's as real it's as you can get. Totally spontaneous. Yeah. And it and it just yeah, it just maybe I I think I walked in today and I told you I was going on a date or I was talking with someone and then boom, that's what we talk about. But we don't we don't plan any of it. I would like to be a fly. 
Oh, I know. I know. We've talked about this. I want to be a... Did I ever tell you the story of when I crashed my friend's date? No. I spied on her on a date. One of my best friends. Purposely? Yes. It was so fun. My and my other friend did it. We like put on disguises and sunglasses and a, and a scarf and we're holding the menu up high. By the way, it's out of a movie. Interestingly, I would like to be a fly on one of your dates to watch him. Of course. Not to watch you. Of course. Oh, yeah. Just for the record. Oh, that I, want, I know. I'd love to. I want to see how men act on dates. I, I, I would fascinate You would me. be appalled. I would. <laughs> I agree with you. The, the, we should probably have ended on the symphony note right. <laughs> instead of the you would be appalled note. You can reach me at julie at julie-hartman.com. I love getting your mail and I read all of it even though I can't always respond. And you can also follow us at Julie R. Hartman on Instagram and Twitter. You'll see a lot of Dennis and Julie content. And Dennis and Julie premieres every Monday on this Julie Hartman YouTube channel. Maybe nice. we should call it Julie and Dennis. Patriarchy. Dennis is first. Didn't we establish about taking the last name? Hmm. There you go. <laughs> what, what, Shanzi? He asked me to hit the mic one more time on the way out. Oh, God. Because <laughs> I've hit it so many times. <laughs> Shalom, everyone. <laughs> See you next time. Bye. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.